I have a question for you, my Chakra Girl radio listeners. Do you feel like you have a deep connection to your intuition, but you don't know how to use it? Almost like you know you're meant to be a healer of some kind, but you know you have so much healing you need to do on yourself first, and you have no idea where to start. Babe, if you are feeling those whispers from the universe and you're attracted to all the woo-woo things like crystals, tarot cards, you know, it's because your inner goddess knows you have a big purpose in this lifetime and she wants to show you how intuitive you really are. So the first step is to connect to your inner healer goddess archetype so that you can begin to remember those innate abilities and she's closer than you may think. So I've created a fun and easy quiz for you to tap into your subconscious and to really make a connection with your inner healing goddess archetype. And on the results page of the quiz, I'm giving you a list of exactly how to use your powers to heal yourself and to heal the collective. So go take the quiz today and get started on your goddess journey to healing yourself and elevating the collective. So go to quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. That's quiz.chakragirlco.com slash goddess. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice, gurus and Gucci. We're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main chakra girl, Amberly Lyons. Oh, hey, Chakra Babe. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. It is Amberly Lyons here, your chakra expert, energy and crystal connoisseur, and your trusty spiritual BFF. I'm the founder of Chakra Girl Co., which is a platform giving you all the tips and inspo to be intentional AF, to live your best life, and activate your chakras. Today, we are chatting with Brittany Gill. She is a photographer and a law of attraction connoisseur. She's also the founder of a nonprofit called Pharmacy. She's just such a gem. She came to Italy and did photos for my wedding, which were like so bomb. She traveled to Bali and shot our first retreat. And that's when I was like, okay, she's so special and just this beautiful spiritual human. And today we're talking all things about law of attraction. We're talking about the science of law of attraction. We're talking about focusing on trust rather than dwelling on fear. And we're just talking about keeping spirituality light and fun. So I've been getting so many messages about my meditation bundle. I'm just going to plug it here real quick. The women that are using my meditations are literally reporting that they're making more money, having more energy, feeling sexier and more powerful. And all it takes is hanging out with me and meditating for seven to 12 minutes a day. I think that sounds pretty fun. And I'd say it's worth it. So these meditations were made for women just like you who are working through chakra blocks to activate your chakra superpower powers. I'm giving you $10 off. So go grab them, go to shockergirlco.com, select meditations at the top and the coupon code is podcast. So you're going to fill out your information and then when you get to the checkout screen, enter the code podcast. And again, it's shockergirlco.com. Go get it guys. I had the best time in Palm Springs. I hope you are following along my Insta stories. They were pretty good. And I'm 
just must say, I'm all about the retired life. I want to just play croquet and tennis and lay in a hammock and drink wine and eat all the food. I'm actually still eating all the food. I'm not fully back into the routine yet, but I'm getting there. And no, as always, a week later, I still have not unpacked, but I did take out the dirty clothes, washed them because I needed underwear. And I was like one step away from almost wearing my bikini bottoms. I literally went through all the like underwear that are in your drawer that you never want to wear. I just wore them because I was, hadn't cleaned any of the other ones yet, but we're good now. We're back in business all as well. So things have actually been wild here though at Shocker Girl HQ. It's been busy, busy. I've been a busy little bee. I have a program launching called Shocker Girl Business School, and I'm taking basically an amazing group of women that are feeling blocked, overwhelmed, and don't know where to start in launching their business, and I'm helping them make it happen. So we're going to balance their chakras, and I'm showing them step-by-step how to launch. And within the third month of the program, they'll be launched and making money, and then we're all going to celebrate in LA together at the end. We'll be drinking margaritas for sure. So DM me if you know you need to launch your business now and maybe you're feeling blocked and need a little bit of help and just let us know. Let us know that you need to be in this badass group because you do. Okay, let's get into our chakra tip of the day. Can we talk about magnesium? I am obsessed. It's been helping me sleep. I feel like I literally had insomnia before this trip. And so I was like trying all the things and what really works for me is magnesium. It's actually a really great way to cleanse your chakras of other people's energy as well, which is amazing for empaths. So there's actually magnesium in bath salts. So every morning I use bath salts, you know, I do my morning bath ritual, as you all know. And then at night, I've been drinking magnesium. You just put it into your water and there's different flavors you can get and it's so good. But my favorite thing that I'm excited excited about in the magnesium world is there's this local brand called So Luxury. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right, but it's S-O, but there's like an accent on the O, so I don't know if it's pronounced so. But anyways, So Luxury, they have a ton of amazing body care products that I love, but the mag oil is where it's at. So you spray it on your body and you can put it anywhere that you have like aches or pains and it also helps you sleep. So it like soaks into your skin. I feel like it just cleanses away the negative juju energy. So I've been, I've been spraying it on my upper back, like the back of my shoulders and on the bottom of my feet. Like it's not painful there, but I just feel like the bottom of your feet is where goodness happens. So I put it there and I'm sleeping like a baby and having kind of wild dreams, which is fun too. So we're going to link you to the So Luxury Mag Spray or Mag Oil. It's called Mag, like M-A-G, magnesium. I love it. I love an abbreviated, shortened word. I'm all about it. So we're going to link you in the show notes. Let's get into this episode with Miss Brittany. You are going to love her. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are here today with the lovely Brittany Gill. She is a photographer and just the most beautiful soul. Photography is her obsession. She believes that life is beautiful and her mission is to capture that beauty and share her version of it. Not just snapping photos, guys. She's a true artist. 
Candid is her best work and good people are her genre. She specializes in fashion, travel, and brand identity and works across many industries favoring brands with high ethics and social responsibility. She also documents love and families in all forms. Brittany did my first real business photo shoot. She did my wedding. She traveled to Bali for my first retreat and she has just been there for it all, I feel like, and sharing inspiration and just her wise womanhood has been just the icing on the cake, having Brittany a part of these moments for me. So welcome to the show, Brittany. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be with you. And you also have a nonprofit called Pharmacy that I can't wait to talk about as well. So Brittany is just kind of like, she does it all and we just love her for it. Oh, you're the best. Making me feel so good. (laughs) Okay, let's get into our rapid fire slumber party questions. What is your current daily ritual? Um, I would say it changes quite a bit, but there's things that I'm always using in my ritual. I definitely, when I wake up, I always do something good to like set the tone in my house because I do work from home. So there's a lot of Palo Santo, there's Vitruvi diffusers, there's woodlot candles. So it depends how cold it is or how I'm feeling. I'll like just set up a smell (laughs) and sometimes I'll do sage. I literally sage my whole computer and my whole notebook and all my emails (laughs) before I even open it. So that is like pretty much number one, just setting the space. And then my favorite morning ritual is totally just having the best bulletproof coffee. I kind of do a turmeric version with spices and like ginger and it's super warming. So I have that in the morning for a few hours and I just feel like it gets my brain going with all that healthy fat and I'm kind of doing intermittent fasting for brain energy. So that is my, those are my favorite things right now. Okay. I love it. I'm into the intermittent fasting too. It's just like rapid fire a little too long. I mean, (laughs) It never ends up being rapid fire. I should just stop calling them that. (laughs) Okay, I'll Um, try to speak faster. No, all good. So what is your your intermittent fasting schedule that you're sticking to? Um, I, I don't believe in like hard, fast rules. I just listen to my body. I found though that I wasn't super hungry in the morning. So it's super easy for me to just feel sustained with like a really, really high fat coffee. And Mm -hmm. so that works really well for my productivity. And then I really don't get hungry until about one, which is crazy. So then I'll have like a really high, high protein and like veggie and fruit smoothie. So I just kind of make an epic like superfood smoothie with chia and that. Um, And then the rest of the day, I don't really have many rules, but I'll stop eating before 11. Mm -hmm. So I'm not doing like the full 16 hours every day, but it just, yeah, I'm not necessarily doing it to look better or weight loss. It's just really helps my brain to not include carbs before a certain hour because it just, yeah, feels very focused. I love that. So do you do like a smoothie, a lunch and a dinner or just like whatever happens, happens? Whatever happens, happens. Yes. It it all depends too if I'm working out. Like I I don't really have a huge appetite, but if I if I'm working out a lot, then I I just eat whatever I want when I want. I feel like growing up and studying nutrition, I was just becoming super restricted and like super. I don't know. I was just abiding to these like rules that 
yeah don't really make sense because there's 8 billion people in this world and totally like rules in nutrition don't work i i am a firm believer that intuitive eating is the way of the future and yeah so i just let myself do whatever if i want like chocolate or french fries i'll go for it but my body does crave like primarily veggies and yeah like, plant-based diet. That's what makes me feel better, but I'll eat it all. Yes. Love it. Yes. What is your go-to crystal? I like smoky quartz. Mm -hmm. Um, It's funny. And Jasper. So I don't really like, I always just go for what my eyes are attracted to, Mm -hmm. not not what the meaning behind it is, but those those are the two stones that I'm always like, like epically blown away by their beauty and the colors and tones. Yeah. And I feel like those are both very grounding. And since you're such like a spiritual feminine being, it like helps keep the masculine in. Yes. I, I need to keep my feet on the ground. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is your fave way to get wild after a long week? Um, Dancing. I, mm. and like, I don't have a technique, but I just <laughs> find dancing like really lets go of all the stress in my body. I've been noticing too, I'm kind of getting out of the wedding industry in terms of photography, but I remember I would shoot a wedding and all of my friends who shoot weddings often leave right when the dancing starts. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, you know, I shot your yeah. wedding. <laughs> you were at my wedding. You were up till like four in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, that's when my fun is starting because obviously like the stress is gone, but it's still kind of in my body. Yeah. So I feel like it just helps me relax and like get all the tension out of my back. And yeah, so dancing, dancing, dancing. And I just, um, my friend's DJing this Saturday and I don't usually go out to clubs, but I'm like trying to get a whole crew to go because I've just been working so much at my computer and it's just insane how much we do that. I feel like my back is like compressed. I know. I just got a massage yesterday and the masseuse was like, what the hell do you do all day? (laughs) Punch over my computer, obviously. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. I I make sure I do like mini stretch sessions or go in the sauna, but it's like insane. So insane. Oh my gosh. So dancing. Have you ever done, um, Kundalini at Semperviva with Gloria. Yes. Okay. I love how it's like always an epic dance party at the end. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You have to try the class too. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. I haven't been to that. I I did the one originally like in LA. I actually haven't tried turf yet, but I hear it's amazing. Um, But I did it. What is her name? Taryn Toomey. Ange is the one that does it at turf, but Honestly, it's so cool. You just shake out, shake it all out. It's so good. So necessary. Yeah. I do think, I think that there's like a lack of vibration in our bodies and especially women in hips. I just, I've had a lot of insights around that. Like we have so much shame and damage and like ancestral issues that we've trapped in our pelvis. And I know that's Mm -hmm. like going pretty deep, but I just feel like we need to loosen that up. And totally, I think that like feminine, like dancing is so feminine and we've just kind of lost that. Like we've just become a bit too rigid in the West. And so I'm trying to engage it more. I know there needs to be like a non nightclub dancing place to go. 
Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I said that to my buddy. I'm like, you need to make a club for old people. Yeah, <laughs> like, club for old you people. You guys would never show up. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, like, yeah, you could like have a cocktail or two, but like no one's there like getting wasted and like beating yeah. up or the nonsense that happens at nightclubs. I tried to convince my buddy of that. And he was like, you guys would never show up. You'd be like, I'm in my pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> I'm too cozy. And I was like, yeah, that's actually really good. We're a bit flaky when it comes yeah. to party we, commitments. Yeah. We put ourselves first. Exactly. That's the difference. Oh my gosh. I love that. So, and I totally agree with what you're saying. Cause that's all like sacral chakra in the hips. And like, that's where trauma, even like past lovers and like drama from that. And, um, yeah, all the emotional roller coaster stuff that we have stored is in the hip. So shake it out guys. Well, and even, even with your, your mother or your grandmother, like there, mm-hmm. it, it couldn't even just be your own. You could be no. caring for generations. So, um, I don't know if you if you saw that thing I posted the other day, but there is this amazing quote about how your eggs were in your grandmother. Oh my gosh. So like when your mother, when your mother was in your grandmother's womb, she had your eggs. Oh my gosh. So like any energetic, if you believe in that energetic trauma or issues that your grandmother had to deal with, that's why your maternal lineage is so important. And it's funny because when I think of my grandmother, it's always like my mom's side. And I just never really understood that, but there is this like insane connection. Mm. Um, So think of what our grandparents were going through. It's just such a different time and we can be carrying like trauma and issues that they had to deal with and then think that they're our own. And so I don't really have to go back to any specific trauma to unravel it. I think it's just our job collectively to unravel that area because it will let, we'll let loose the trauma for everyone. You know, it's a collective. Yeah. I love that. And I love what you just said about not having to like figure it out. I feel like with like talk therapy and like all those other modalities of, you know, finding your vibe, I just feel like sometimes we don't have to like focus on the negative. Like sometimes you can literally just shake it out, shift the vibe, shift the energy. Yeah, totally. Um, I've been in ceremonies before where I've just seen that like my job is to be here to heal for the collective and it doesn't have to be, yeah, like you said, specific and we don't have to go down this road of like unraveling the trauma. It's like that can actually be more traumatic. Yeah. But let's just focus on healing, spread that message. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I love it. Okay. One more question. What is your guilty pleasure? Um, Oh, oh, probably reality TV. And I was reading this book about productivity the other day, and they were saying that's like a surefire sign of burnout. And I thought that was really interesting because I was like, why? Like my boyfriend and sister, they're like, what are you doing? Like, I'm watching The Housewives sometimes. And I think I'm getting bored of um, podcasts. Like, it's like the amount we can learn in a day is insane. Like I listen to 20 podcasts sometimes in a day yeah. and, and my brain is just always firing. Like while I'm editing photos, I can listen to 
other people speak, but then I just get sick of learning. I'm like, I just want to like tune out. Totally. I think it's important to turn the brain off like at some point during the day and like what better way to do it than like watching old women yell at each other in really expensive, nice clothes. (laughs) Exactly. And The Bachelor, like Mm -hmm. I think ever since Caitlin Bristow was on. Yeah. Well, obviously we knew her locally, so I wanted to support her and watch that. And then it just like, now that you get to know the characters, it's like, you just keep following, but it's fun. And like, we get cozy on the couch and like have a good meal. So it is kind of a ritual of connecting like with the people in my house. So I don't know. It's not all, it's, I don't feel bad for it, but it's not something I'm like promoting. In my yeah. Life. <laughs> Until now. Well, and I love that because I feel like that's number one is how you feel about it. So like I was realizing too, I was like, oh, I feel like we're watching so much TV. Like what's wrong with us? And like trying to like make it a bad thing. I'm like, what if I was just okay with it and like let it be and then remove the stress around that? I would probably actually watch less of it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and and just being like 100% in everything you're doing, I think like having torn emotions or feelings. You know, I remember I read this quote about this girl who's like boyfriend just wanted her to watch the game. And it's like, well, she's always split and torn. Like it's all about being present with someone and just mm-hmm. engaging a hundred percent in whatever you're doing. And so I'm just going to do that. Yes. We are always talking when we're watching The Bachelor. So that's yeah. the important part. Watch it. Just don't watch it in silence. Totally. Um, okay. Awesome. So loved all that. Let's talk more about you. Tell us about how you got started on your entrepreneurial photography and other things journey. Okay. So it's kind of, I'll give you the medium version, but yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing to kind of go back and see all the like little nuanced people that I met that really brought me to where I am today. But the kind of the long short of it is that I growing up was just super into my body and biology and I always played sports and loved nutrition. And so a cousin of mine lost a lot of weight and she did it all through nutrition. And I was just so like dumbfounded by that, that I was just thinking, I want to help other people do this. So I studied nutrition and biology all through school and then went to University of British Columbia to be a dietitian and then realized quickly that that profession wasn't for me. I did not want to work in hospitals. I did not want to, you know, work in that environment, which I believe to not be healthy at all in terms of nutrition. So essentially I left that and found a a kind of a more suited um, degree for me, which was called global nutrition. So I studied more higher level issues around food, which is actually what I was more passionate about. I'm not passionate about like counting calories and macronutrients and did you get enough of this or that? I'm more passionate about why as a collective, we are unhealthy and don't have access to good, healthy food. And that, that can be in North America or in Africa or in India. So essentially, people in developing countries I was noticing don't have access to healthy food. And we don't either at an affordable rate. Like an organic apple costs more than a Big Mac, which is like super sad to me. So I wanted to look at high-level issues around affordability and accessibility. So I went more into like the poli-sci, like sociology and then politics and kind of development work around food security. And then when I was in in that degree, I got to travel for my credits. And so I went to Africa as my region specialization. And when I was in Africa, I, I, 
brought a good camera. My dad bought me a new lens. He was always kind of into photography and so was I as a hobby, but I just never thought, I thought it would be too good to be true that people would ever pay me for it. So I just always took pictures and posted them on Facebook. And then when Instagram started, I was like one of the first people and just posted a lot on there. And um, I found that a lot of the organizations I was working with in Africa were doing such great things, but they had no access to promote or market their projects. And I just thought that was such a shame. Um, these people were on the ground doing like epic, epic work, but nobody in the world knew about them. And so they were just so siloed and not getting the support they needed. So I just kind of, the things just went off in my head around, we can make this so much better. And so I did start getting into shooting them just to kind of promote what I was doing there. And then um, when I came home, that led to me working in a charity, but working more in a in like a creative marketing role. Like how can we get our work out to the world? And I believe art can do that and really tell a passionate, beautiful story. And so that was kind of where I went. Um, and then slowly but surely people just kept asking me, well, can you shoot my baby or can you shoot my wedding or can you shoot this fashion line? And so it literally snowballed from there to a point where um, when I was at the charity, I, I went to a, a talk and I wanted to always work in fundraising and philanthropy. But I went to a talk and the, the man at the talk was like, do you want to be the person on the board of directors um, who makes a million dollars? Or do you want to be the person slaving away at the charity who makes 80,000 max? Mm. And I was like, I want to be the guy on the, the girl, <laughs> sorry, on the board of directors that's donating like 80, sorry, did I say 80 million, 80,000 back, you know, I want to be that yeah. person. Yeah. I don't want to be the person like trading time for money for the rest of my life. And so it just opened my eyes around, yeah, charity work and just like how much wasted time and resources go into charities that the people never see. And just, there just needs to be this like change in the way that we do things. So kind of shifted out of that world, but in the meantime, started pharmacy, which was, um, it is a nonprofit that we created, which is kind of bridging all of the things I'm passionate about. So like bringing people together around food and conversation. So we do a big long table dinner and then bring people to like these gorgeous locations. But the, the behind story of it is that I would bring them together to talk about a food cause, but it would be over wine and like really high quality food from chefs all around Vancouver. So when I did that, it just that gave me the confidence to launch something in the world. It was super scary and it was all kind of the responsibility was on me. And so I just felt like, Oh my God, I, I couldn't sleep every night before each dinner. And, but I realized while doing that and launching that program and that nonprofit, it was giving me the muscle to just launch something else. So it just strengthened my ability to just take risks. And so Long story short, we're on hold with pharmacy, but I feel like photography just happened because pharmacy gave me the guts to like just put myself out there again. And as I kept getting recognized in photography, I just realized that it's not too good to be true and that people did want to pay me. So five years ago, I quit all my other jobs and just mm -hmm. went full freelance. So that's the medium version of my story. <laughs> so and now I'm here. <laughs> no, I love it. And I love, I went to one of the pharmacy dinners and it was just absolutely amazing. And you did such a beautiful job. And um, 
it's just such a beautiful story behind all of it. And I know in Bali that you mentioned, you felt like you've kind of like over manifested too many opportunities and you were kind of like <laughs> traveling and like all over the place. How did that happen? Like, how is your kind of like spirituality and intentional practice played into your photography? Um, I think, well, yeah, something I didn't even integrate into my story was that I've always been very, very spiritually curious since I was a teenager. Um, I was a bit existential in in high school, actually, because I didn't understand why we were here. I was like, why do I have to do all this work and get a degree if I'm just going to die? Like, I just didn't get it. And then I studied existentialism and realized, like, this is the way a lot of people feel. Mm -hmm. And then from there, I was finding the meaning of life was like, okay, I've got one book introduced to me, Conversations with God, and then The Secret came out. And so every year it was like I was finding a new thing to bite off and chew. And Oprah was always on in my house. So that was maybe my first intro to just like having these conversations. Um, but yeah, always been curious. And then what shifted for me, I've done like ayahuasca ceremonies and just like I said, read a ton of books and been to a ton of talks. But what really shifted for me five years ago was more about mindset training. So I felt like I was just so in my esoteric spiritual land that it wasn't actually like you said grounded and making impact in my human body and so I just started really training my mind which doesn't have anything to do with spirituality and I think that do like doing that is what helped me manifest where I am right now also just having like epic clarity around what I want and what I see for my future. And I write everything down and I swear just doing that practice and pen to paper has really, really brought all of those dreams to me. And it's now just like a formula I use. Like, and like I said, I don't feel like that's something that you need to be hyper spiritual or aware for. It's like something we can do today. Totally. So tell us your process. You kind of like find something that you want and then what are the kind of like mindset tips or like takeaways that you can give us to make it happen? Um, I think so my process around just like inspiration about what I want in life, it, it just kind of comes at, at random inopportune moments. I'll be like on the bus or the sky train or just going for a walk or a run and in a yoga class. And then I'll just get this brilliant idea. So that is when I know my soul or spirit is talking to me. So that's kind of like the spiritual aspect. I'm really tuned into when those messages are coming for me and I make sure to document them. So I don't just take that as a fleeting moment. Like if that's an idea and it came, it came in a time when I was empty kind of as a vessel. And that usually is when I'm working out or meditating, I'll get all those brilliant floods of ideas. So that's kind of inspiration, which comes from my soul, I believe. And so I just write that all down in a Google document. So any idea, if it's a business idea, if it's something I want to manifest, if it's a shoot I want to do, a person I want to meet, I just write it all down. And then the more physical, like human aspect is it is I just don't let myself get into worry about anything because I trust the universe is going to bring all those things to me. So I do like mantra and mind training. So an example around my business and I wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars. So I had to really shift my mindset around money. So for a year, I would say anytime I felt fear or worry, I would just restate the statement. Money comes easily and naturally to me. So 
I kind of halted the, the snowball of bad thoughts and worry Mm -hmm. and just stopped that in its tracks and just shifted the whole energy around it. And so that when, when I did that as an example of this practice for three months, I just turned my whole business around and started Mm -hmm. making that money. Um, but I do like that being right now being a caveat to that. It's like, I still now have to get even more specific, like, okay, I have that money, but I don't have any practice to save it. So now we're working on like money comes easily and naturally to me and I know how to save. (laughs) Like I need to get really, really specific about my mantras because they, everything was just too open-ended. So I'm not like fully like impressed with where I've gotten, but I, when I do look back, I'm like, okay, I did get that stuff done, but now I just need a lot more clarity and specificity in what I want. And so that's kind of my process. I love that. Working on it. (laughs) So good. One of the things that I've done for like actually the money management side of things is like writing down my relationship with money. This is how I use credit cards. This is how much I have in the bank. This is my new zero. This is, um, yeah. And I like got so specific with it and it worked like really, really well. Um, And another good mantra. Do you, do you know who Brad Yates is? I always talk about Brad Yates. Okay. One of the things he says is I'm a good steward of my money. Oh. And I love that mantra. I like that. Yes. Such a good one. Um, And I love what you said about trust too, because similarly to what we were talking about last time or earlier was um, rather than being like, okay, what's my fear? Where's it coming from? Let's dissect it. Like, I feel like there's a time and place for that, but rather than like digging into the fear, why don't we just focus more on the trust and be like, okay, when were other times that, you know, trust came through for me? When were other times that like, you know, the universe came through and I got what I wanted? Um, and the mm-hmm. money came through and like focusing on that energy rather than like the opposite. Yeah, totally. I just, I, I always kind of think the universe is on my side and I, and I know that sounds super esoteric, but that actually comes from a very scientific based mind, like mm-hmm. quantum physics. It's, you know, there's, you can boil it down to any language that you relate to, but I am a very scientific person. Like I have a science degree, but we've proven like the law of attraction and quantum theory around these like statements. So it's cool to to have, to, to understand it on both of those levels. So, I mean, for people listening to not feel like discouraged by the language I'm using, because it can be interchangeable with really matter of fact science that's proven this, these practices. So yeah, and I think the the mindset thing is really cool because I just, you know, we treat our bodies as spiritual people. Sometimes I feel like we need to be more grounded and we chose physical a physical existence for a reason. And I think we can sometimes go too one way or the other, be too in our bodies or too outside of them. And I feel like the mindset just creates a vessel that's serving your soul. So like you need to take your body for a run. You need to train your mind. Like you need to treat your body like you would treat an animal. Like I don't think it's yeah. any different than that, but we give it way too much credit <laughs> or we just ignore it. And so I think that just getting back into my body has been good. I read this quote and it was like, some people are so damn spiritual. They're up to no earthly good. And I just thought that was so <laughs> I love that. good, right? It's just like, or it was like, so they're too godly. They're up to no mm-hmm. earthly good. And I thought that was just so great. You know, we're, we can't ignore the human experience. So balancing those was definitely a big key to my success. 
I love that. And on that law of attraction tip, you attended an Abraham Hicks event. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tell us about your experience with that. What was like a big takeaway? Um, It was just so great. I think there are so many things like it was just so really beautiful to see the kind of people in that room. I don't know, for some reason I had like this preconceived like idea of what kind of people listen to Abraham and it was not people like us Mm -hmm. and I got there and I was just so blown away by the following that they have and it was essentially people of all walks of life like you had actors and models and lawyers and like cleaning men it was just so beautiful to see like all these woke people just going for it mm-hmm. um and then i drove from la to san diego and i was a bit late and well actually kind of late because it was really early in the morning but when i got there i sat next to this super cute old man and i was like i'm so sorry i'm late what did i miss he's like nothing you came at the perfect time oh <laughs> it's just like it, honestly the people were so sweet and like so special but it, it was just really cool to see someone channel in front of me I've mm-hmm. seen it once um once before with a friend but this I just it's so amazing that people have this ability and I just, yeah, I just love being there again for like the collective waking of people. It wasn't like something very specific that I took away. I just love being at those events because I feel like I'm just part of something huge, you know? Totally. Like being in the vibration of all those people and like not making it an experience just about you. Yeah, exactly. And there was, yeah, there were just hilarious People, people are so funny. The whole time it was just all about laughing. And I think that was really important. Like she's so funny on she's stage. She's so funny. Like I, I that's, it's like just the best combo. She like roasts people. So it was just so light. Like people were crying while laughing. You know, it was like yeah. so deep, but so light. And I think once before with friend, but this, I just, it's so amazing that people have this ability and I just, yeah, I just love being there again for like the collective waking of people. It wasn't like something very specific that I took away. I just love being at those events because I feel like I'm just part of something huge, you know? Totally. Like being in the vibration of all those people and like not making it an experience just about you. Yeah, exactly. And there was, yeah, there were just hilarious People, people are so funny. The whole time it was just all about laughing. And I think that was really important. Like she's so funny on she's stage. She's so funny. Like I, I that's, it's like just the best combo. She like roasts people. So it was just so light. Like people were crying while laughing. You know, it was like yeah. so deep, but so light. And I think that's a really huge thing. I just did breath work last night with my girlfriend, Brie Melanson. She's the best. Shout out to Brie. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, yeah, you have to put Okay, that. where is this? Where does she do it? Well, she's from LA, or sorry, she's from, from California, but lives in San Francisco right now. Um, but she comes up here once in a while for mm-hmm. re- workshops and retreats. So they're all on her website. But she just started training in breath work. Um, and... It is so powerful. And we were, there was 40 plus people in a room last night and some people were crying, some people were laughing, but like at one point, everyone just like erupted in laughter and you're like really Really? dislodging traumas and like going through it. Like I've done it. It's wild. I can't imagine laughing because I feel like every time I've done it, everyone in the room is crying. 
yeah, I don't, I don't know. It was like, well, I think she prompted it too. Like just okay. hey, don't take yourself too seriously. Which like, is so good. Had this insane music on that was like pretty powerful, like a nice piano solo. And everyone was like, ah. you know, <laughs> our souls were just weeping. And then she said that and everyone just started bursting out. And I thought that was just so special because we need to lighten it up. Like we're here to have joy, not not just be like, you know, you know, like just in our shit all day. And that totally. was just, that was remind, it reminded me a lot of Abraham goes, it was just like light and deep at the same time. Oh my gosh. I just feel like that's like the theme of everything we've talked about today. It's just like not taking it too seriously. And we didn't even try to have a No, theme. we didn't even try, but it's all working <laughs> together. We have a title for the podcast, people. Yes. <laughs> Your guide to stress-free lifestyle. Yes. (laughs) Dancing and breath work. Yes. Oh my gosh, so good. Speaking of manifesting, all I really care about manifesting is being my hottest self. Let's be honest, hair is the biggest thing. And the universe has brought the perfect solution into my vortex. I have so many of these half empty hair products because nothing I try ever works. Then I found Living Proof. I tried Living Proof a long time ago when I had nasty split ends from going blonde. Yes, I went blonde. It was adorable. And I swear they have this perfect hair day split end mender and it changed my life, you guys. It made my hair so much healthier and it smelled the best ever and I just knew I needed to try more Living Proof products. They have a solution to all the toughest beauty challenges, and they use technology from actual MIT scientists that formulate their products. They are smart people, guys, so you know you're dealing with science, not just marketing gimmicks. From frizz to damage to fullness, their products do exactly what they claim to do without using silicones, parabens, phthalates, or animal testing. I need to tell you about their dry shampoo that has won awards and it actually cleans your hair unlike other dry shampoos in the market living proof doesn't just mask the oil and the smell and the odor and the sweat it removes them completely and it makes your hair super clean fresh and ready to take on the day i recently used it on day four of washing my hair i know i'm really lazy and it looks so good i had to insist story it and even the next day i didn't have to wash it I know, day five. And I didn't even need to use any more dry shampoo. It stayed clean and fresh. So that's how I knew it was actually clean. Lately, I've been using the full line and I swear I have like double the hair. I'm using the full shampoo, the full conditioner and the full dry volume blast. I'm going to give you guys the full rundown. So first off, I use a tiny amount of the shampoo, like not even the size of a quarter because the lather is amazing. And the smell, you guys, it's a dream. Then I use the full conditioner and it makes my hair really, really silky. It says on the bottle that you don't have to leave it in, but I like to do a quick minute long meditation and let it really moisturize my hair. I find that most thickening products leave my hair super dry, but these ones don't. My hair is so silky after. Then I blow dry and style. And I find that when I straighten my hair, which is almost always because I have curly hair and it doesn't match my face shape. That's a whole other story. Anyways, when I straighten my hair, it goes flat. So that's when the dry volume blast comes in. I just spray a bit in the roots and in the back of my head and a bit on the sides and it's the perfect amount of volume. It also gives you a bit of grit so it won't fall flat throughout the day. These MIT scientists know what's up guys. 
I am not at all surprised that they've won eight Best of Beauty Breakthrough Awards, holla, because Living Proof is bringing it with actual results that you can see from across the room. And you can also smell the amazingness. Oh my God, you guys have to try it. So do what I did, make the switch to Living Proof today by visiting livingproof.com slash chakra and use the promo code chakra to get a free sample of the award-winning dry shampoo with your purchase. So that's livingproof.com slash chakra, promo code chakra for a free sample of that amazing dry shampoo with your purchase. That's livingproof.com slash chakra with promo code chakra. Go check it out, guys. You are going to love it. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about photography. A lot of our listeners either have a business or they're starting one. How can we kind of DIY some good photos? So first off, like, what do you think the most important part of photography is if we're like having, we're hiring a photographer, like what is the most important thing to like get across in our brand image? Um, I, okay. So when I, whenever I work with a new client, I really am I really like to have inspiration and mood boards beforehand and know as much as possible about what they, what exactly they want to get out of the shoot and what the vibe or the mood is. Um, especially if I'm working with a brand, I'll look at their past shoots. I'll look at the content and what they're trying to emote or say on their website or on their social media. And so I, I really do put my heart and soul into every shoot to like continue that story for them. So I think being super clear about where you want your shoot to go Mm. is really important because if you're trying to veer from somewhere you are right now, you have to be really clear with your photographer about that because I'm just kind of looking at the past to kind of recreate more of what you want, what Mm -hmm. you had, unless you say you want something different. So that's a really big thing. And, um, I think a Pinterest board is something that I always recommend for a lot of the big brand campaign shoots I do. And I want the client to be super specific about what they like. Cause some people will send me a mood board. I'm like, okay, that's a girl in the Bahamas. So what's yeah. it like? Like <laughs> we live in Vancouver. So yeah. what exactly do you like about this photo? Do you like the mood? Do you like her hair? Do you like the wind? Do you like the lighting? Like, so when in your Pinterest board, just be super specific under each photo why that photo speaks to you. And photos really do have a language, but you have to be able to like pull the meaning out of what you like from them um, to show your photographer what you're hoping for. And I don't mind at all when people pull photos that aren't my own. I actually prefer that because it, it keeps me inspired. Totally. Like allows you to expand. Yeah, exactly. And then... Um, I would say my biggest thing I see that's missing on a lot of people's feeds or sites is like consistency, um, editing consistency or working with too many different photographers. I just really like to see a brand that like knows its voice and knows its color palette. And you're so good at that. Like you Thank have you. maintained the palette for how long? Yeah, <laughs> we've got the purple vibes. <laughs> so great. And I think, you know, continually weaving that through is super important important. So I, I, I think that's a big missing and I don't Mm -hmm. think a lot of people know how to do that, but I think just having that intention and using, um, post planners, that's a big thing I use like Mosaico or Planoly to like plan your feed so that you can just see like, okay, well in that picture, there's a butt and then there's a head right underneath. Like, (laughs) 
two blue skies next to each other. Like I like to just tile things a bit more so they flow. So yeah, those are usually, I work with clients. I, I work with clients to do photo shoots and then I like to kind of advise them on how to use the photos powerfully yeah. as well, because I think my photos can, they, they can't benefit them to their full potential unless they really look at the whole picture and how to launch the campaign afterwards. So, so true. Yeah, that's that. And I totally did that once where I did a selfie that was like a close up of my face and then underneath it was just a shot. I was like sitting on the edge of a pool and took a photo of my legs and it looked like the legs were growing out of my face. So I was like, oh my God, this looks so bad. <laughs> oh my God. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> you really have to pull right you really have to plan and I and it doesn't I think I think for some people it doesn't come naturally so I think if you aren't natural at it like you don't need to force it but no you want to get better or if you are drawn to it there are just simple things you can change to make everything just flow so much more smoothly but if you hate social media like don't stress yourself out like you don't have to do it this is really fun for me like I whenever I'm in the elevator I live on the 25th floor. I just plan my feed only in the elevator. So it's like I'm not wasting time. That's smart. I just do those little practices and little moments of the day where I would otherwise just be standing there and like reading the news or something. You know, I just just work on it. Yeah. Work on it then. I love that. And um, similarly to what we were talking about, I love like, because you've done a lot of Leah Alexandra's photos, right? Yeah. I feel like she's a good example of like a super consistent feed who I feel like I can tell that like the brand has matured and like, I feel like her style has evolved, but like it's kept like a very similar brand aesthetic. Yeah, totally. Um, We have another shoot coming out for the fall and I'm just like so happy because it it was really like between me and her staff and her, it was like this, it, we all knew we were like maturing together through it. You know, we knew where we wanted to go and she wanted to like have it be more mature and just more neutral. And so we had so much fun. So I'm really excited for those photos to come out because it, it does just bring her brand in a really different direction. Um, but yeah, you're right. She's so good at like just consistently showing her jewelry in such a creative way. I'm, yeah, I'm so like blessed with all my clients right now. I feel like we all started our our businesses somewhat around the same time. Like Leah was quite early before that, but five years ago was just this impetus for all these Vancouver brands to just get going. And now we're at a point where like the wheels are turning and we can Mm -hmm. afford to hire each other and like each other, you know, we have the money now and it's like, we're tangibly supporting each other's businesses and growing at the same time. Like it's really exciting. I think like with Woodlot and Vitruvi and Harlow, like they're really good friends of mine and we all work together too. So I just, I'm so happy because my clients are effing cool. Yes. I <laughs> love so it so great. much. Such great people. Like I won't, they're my friends and they're killing it. Like something in the water here. Vancouver's on fuego. I know. I know. I feel like we're like LA, but like cleaner. No <laughs> people that live in LA. <laughs> I know. And like, I don't know, everyone, it's, it's crazy to see what's coming out of Vancouver. Like we live in, we live in a forest and mm-hmm. we're just creating these really like global brands that 
could suit any location. Like I'm just totally. really impressed with the creativity and it's easy to create a, a good brand in LA. You know, you have access to everything, but here yeah, more opportunity to do photo shoots and yeah, access to locations and that is really hard, but everyone's managing quite well. We're making it happen. Yeah, baby. I love it. So one more thing I wanted to touch on is travel. Tell mm-hmm. us about your travel goals because they're super inspiring. Yeah, I just want, you know, what's funny. I met this man when I was a bartender. That uh, I forgot to mention that in the story of my life. <laughs> I was a bartender. <laughs> for eight Where years. were you a bartender? I worked for Joey Restaurants. Oh, for, yeah. Okay, no, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah, like started when they were just like growing up in Coquitlam and then went and opened like a bunch of the new shops as they moved into Vancouver. So it's been really awesome like to be able to be with one company for that long. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I think the social aspect of that is, was really important learning for me in what, in what I do now, like connecting with people was my job. It would meet a hundred people a day. So anyways, upon working there, I met this older man who would come like to my wine bar all the time and just chat chat at me about the trips he's been on. And he was like 90 years old. And he said, he's been to as many countries as his age. And I was like, okay, I'm stealing that goal. That's so cool. (laughs) He had been to 92 countries. And so that's my travel goal. Um, I don't really put pressure on myself to go to a new place every year. It's more just like by the time I die, I'm I hope to have had visited as many countries as my age. So that's my like high level travel goal. But um, I think a few years ago when I was starting, when I was getting really inspired and seeing my business in the future, it included me being away a lot and traveling a lot. And I think when it comes, that's why I felt a little bit limited by weddings because I had all these dates in the future that were like completely booked up and it just felt like it was restraining me. So now I've just like opened my whole schedule next year. And it's just so crazy the opportunities that have come in for me to just go and shoot hotels and different locations or just go and travel for fun and just take my own pictures for my print shop, which is going to launch hopefully in the next year. But yeah, my travel goals are just to go with the flow and not over plan and work with cool clients all over the world. And that's what I've been doing. And it's been so epic. It's made the world so small too, because people need photography all over. And with Instagram, I'm getting inquiries to places all over. And I think because those people saw me travel already, they know mm. that I'm, I'm not super grounded and I can be uprooted easily for shoots. And so I think that really launched my brand in a global direction. So I get inquiries everywhere, like Greece, Bali. Um, the other day I got one in in Asia, in, in China, sorry. And then I got one in Italy yesterday in Portugal. So it's like, so, so cool. That, so cool. Yeah, Instagram kind of gives you access to clients all over the world. Totally. So tell us about the print shop. You're going to be selling your photos. Yeah. So this is maybe so nice. be my accountability partner. I've been like saying okay. I'm going to do this forever, <laughs> but it's just really, it's hard when you're like, in the shit editing all day, all night that mm-hmm. to like think of the next thing and next phase. But yes, I'm at this point where I'm collecting uh, a lot of the, like the, the 
prints that were the pictures that I posted on Instagram that people have actually requested for prints and I'm going to launch a print shop. I just wanted to be very different from what I've seen. So I'm trying very interesting mediums and printing on like unexpected material. So mm, exciting. Yeah, keep everyone posted. And I just hope yeah, I, I actually, my girlfriend, Colette, who does facials. Oh, I love her. Yeah, Clarité Wellness. Clarité Wellness. Favorite. She's I talked such- about um, my Etio experience just a few weeks ago, actually. Oh, really? I missed it. How was it? So I'm like obsessed, obsessed. Oh, I- obsessed. It was my second time doing it with her. Um, and it's just like every time it's just like peeling back a layer and it's just wild. She's so amazing and we've become friends and she's just been so helpful. Like I've been feeling so much pressure to like launch a program and you guys kind of helped me when I came to your retreat in Bali and photographed Mm -hmm. it that um, I just felt like really inspired to launch something and put something out there. And then she was like, no, 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 you're in a water year. You need to just travel and go with the flow and don't put pressure on yourself to like put something out there, wait until next year. And so mm-hmm. she just kind of gave me this permission that I knew my body um, wanted and because I wasn't ready to do it and I'm not in the year to launch something like that. So I don't have any dates in mind, but I'm just listening to her and to myself on when it's going to, when my body's going to be set up to like. Intuitive guidance to the print shop. It's happening. Yes, it's happening. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Loved all this. Let's move into manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last thing we manifested. And I can go first. So For the regular podcast listeners, you will know that I have major scheduling issues. I book the wrong flights and don't realize until that day. I book the wrong hotels. I book the wrong everything. And recently I booked a massage or thought I did, went all the way down there and realized I hadn't booked it. I literally did the exact, almost exact same thing again yesterday at the same place. I booked it for the wrong time and I had it in my calendar for 3.30 and they called me at 2.37 and they're like, where are you? And so I had to like rush down there. And I was just like being a manic freak about it. Like, what is wrong with me? Like, why do I always do this? And then I was kind of blaming them. Like part of me wanted to kind of like blame them and be like, there must be something wrong with their system. (laughs) So this was yesterday, had a little bit of a meltdown, but then the massage really fixed me. Oh, so good. (laughs) So good. Well, that's a, yeah, that sucks. Scheduling. Oh my God. I'm just like not good at it. Like, I don't know what it is probably because I keep telling myself I'm not good at it. Yes. Um, I did that with my lashes the other week too, where I thought I booked an appointment and I was, I texted her and I was like, Oh, I'm five minutes away. And she's like, for what? To <laughs> <laughs> come give you a hug. Yeah. <laughs> just to visit, I guess. Just to say hi. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Should I do mine? Yeah. You do yours. Um, I, I, my, all my meltdowns in the last two months have all related to technology. And I posted this thing the other day about, oh, good, we can all like stop blaming the universe um, now that Mercury retrograde grade is over. But I was like, okay, now that's over and my things are still falling apart. What's wrong with me? So like I've had hard drives break down. My iMac had so much on it, it wouldn't start. So we had to wipe it. And I... Luckily, like my intuition had 
kind of told me to back things up so I think everything's safe, but I'm like, I'm dealing with people's lives and my iCloud was full and it's like everything got full at the same time. And I was like on my way to buy the new hard drive and my computer wouldn't turn on. So I literally cried in the Apple store. So my my manic moment is crying in the Apple store. Oh no. I feel like that's definitely not my first time. Not the first time and it won't be the last. (laughs) No Um, one saw, but I mean. But that's so true. There's so much pressure on you because you literally have people's wedding photos and imagine you were just like, oh, sorry, they're gone. Like that would be the worst. Yeah. Like I backed some up to Dropbox and it just wasn't working. So I pulled them back out and some files got caught in the cloud. Oh my God. Right. The cloud. I'm like, what is the cloud? So they got caught in between the cloud and now they're gone. And I know, I know. So if anyone out there has like Epic storage solutions, let me know. Cause okay. I have a few, I have a few solutions, but they just haven't really pulled through. I feel like our storage stuff is so archaic right now, you know, like in the next five years, we're going to be like, oh, this is how it should be. Yes, I agree. And that must be like a constant struggle for you with all your photos. Yeah, there's so much data. Oh my goodness. I okay. also feel like a bit of a digital hoarder, like I should be. <laughs> I know. Shot. I went and deleted everything from my downloads and my desktop yesterday and it felt really, really good. Right? It's like cleaning your house. Yes. Okay. So last thing I manifested. So this is an old one. Um, and actually I feel like I manifested Brittany because <laughs> I remember when I already knew you by then, but like, it's like so about my family. Cause I was like, they're like, they drink a lot. They swear a lot. They're like, not posh. <laughs> I was like so nervous. I was like, oh my God, like Brittany, like she's like my Vancouver friend. And like, I don't know if she's going to like feel uncomfortable. And like right away you came in and we're like making fun of my cousins and like just (laughs) fit right in. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was just like the biggest relief. (laughs) Oh my God. Your mom was like, I think you're a bit too comfortable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. No, but I love it. Like I love people and laughing and making fun of people, but like, I just, you know, like I said, keep it light. Like it just should be fun and weddings can be so stressful. And I'm like, they don't need to be. And you have the most perfect, I feel like I manifested the most perfect client because you flew me to Sicily and that's a dream. And I got to hang out with your awesome family and have Aperol spritz by the pool and then like casually shoot your wedding in the evening. Like it was just so special. And I just love that you guys did you, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not saying a complete no to weddings because I will still do weddings like yours because I just felt like you guys, you really served your love. You didn't Mm -hmm. do it for anybody else. And that is something that I'm seeing a big lack of in, in a lot of the weddings that I go to, not all of them, but yeah. I just honor you for that. Thank you. Yeah. We just were like, okay, we're doing this. And if anyone wants to come, they can come. And a lot of people came. So it was nice. (laughs) Yeah. And you're like, okay, how much less did it cost? Like you could have flown your whole family there and it's sort of been less than. I know than a wedding here. It's so crazy. So crazy. Oh my gosh. Okay. What is the last thing that you manifested? Let me think. I, I was, I was just having a hard time thinking about this, but it, it's honestly just like every day it's something 
So mm-hmm. it's like hard to pin down. Like at this point, I'm not super shocked anymore, which is kind of sad. Um, but I did, I did have this kind of idea in my mind that I wanted to do a shoot. I wanted to work with a client that's just like super aligned with my aesthetic. And sometimes when I am working with clients, I have to compromise on that. And I'm just like at this point where I have enough clients that it doesn't have to feel like that in any shoot. Like mm-hmm. I don't ever have to. So yesterday. I just kind of was really clear, like, this is what I want to do. And then yesterday, Jonathan Litchfield from the Litchfield shop um, mm-hmm. and I had coffee and we just like had this whole conversation about some shoots that he wants to do and that I'll probably be shooting them with it. We, ha- we haven't done a shoot yet, but we just kind of had a brainstorming session and I was like, so happy. Like I'm at this point where the people that I treasure and like kind of follow as my mentors aesthetically in the city are now coming to me to take their Mm -hmm. photos. And I'm like, okay, this is, it's all working, you know? And he was someone just locally that, oh my God, I'm just so impressed with everything he does in that shop. It's so progressive. It's It's so New York. so so, So beyond Vancouver. And I feel like that sometimes that I relate more to an aesthetic that's like you, you can too. That's more Paris and New York, but I yeah. don't want to move there. But I exactly. I want that. Too. Like, I, yeah, I totally know what you mean. Like the more minimalist, like not yeah. like the super blingy glam, everything, but just like real and chic and easy. yes, just refined, you know, yeah, like refined. Less, a little less casual. So yeah. That, that came together yesterday. And then a trip, um, I'm going to swim with humpback whales in what? Polynesia. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, with Brie actually. Brie Melanson, oh, who I mentioned, okay. is the breath work. And it's her 40th birthday. And that's all she wanted to do. So it's so cool because I'm not going for a job. I paid everything out of my pocket. I'm not, I'm going to try to not work. And we're going to like be blessed by the angels of the sea and just oh my god it looked like google it um you can swim with like babies and moms because they go there to give birth so oh my god yes but i'm going next month so okay well please i'm so excited show us some photos so we can live vicariously through you Oh gosh, I will. I'm going to overshare. <laughs> overshare. That's what we like to see. Oh my gosh. Amazing. This has been so great. Can you tell everyone where we can find you? Okay. So my most active platform is Instagram. So you can find me at Brit, B-R-I-T underscore G-I-L-L. And that's where I do the most of my posting. And then I do have a website as well that doesn't get updated as much as I'd like, but it's BrittanyGill.com. So B-R-I-T-N-E-Y-G-I-L-L. Guys, go follow her. Go check her out. Hire her for your next photo shoot. And just her Instagram has a lot of inspiration as well. She's always posting amazing quotes and she just has an eye for everything. And we love her. Thank you so, so much for everything you shared, Brittany. Oh, I love you. Thank you for having me and letting me talk to the world. I love it. So fun. Yay. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you so much for being a chill Shocker Girl and tuning in to Shocker Girl Radio. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. You can find more info on Chakras and on Amber Lee at theshockergirlco.com. And follow all the glam and grounded goodness on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at theshockergirlco. Amber Lee loves engaging with her listeners, so DM her anytime.